Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot at what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manesh. One of the widely accepted principles in the tax code is that you should be taxed on money you actually received. But there are a few examples of taxation on phantom income. The problem has the potential to get much bigger. On today's show, we're talking about the concept of a deemed disposition. It's pretty clear in the tax law of most Western countries that if you sell an asset and you make a profit, that sale might be subject to capital gains tax. But recently, Janet Yellen, the new Treasury Secretary and former Fed Chair, has been advocating the government consider taxing unrealized capital gains. The latest incarnation of this concept is called the Sensible Taxation and Equity Promotion Act of 2021, or STEP for short. Wonderful, another catchy acronym for yet another destructive law. Based on current U.S. federal tax law, if someone dies, his assets are exempt from federal estate tax up to $11.2 million, or $22.4 million for a couple. That's a hefty exemption that covers more than 99.9% of the population. But if the new law passes, the value of a newly deceased person's estate will be valued at fair market value. Then, any unrealized capital gains would be taxed based on that person's original cost basis. Essentially, they're treating you as if on the day you died, you sold all your assets and had to pay capital gains tax. But then they've also dropped the exemption all the way down to $1 million. Just about every asset's included, ranging from real estate to a small family business. They even specifically include collectibles like art, gold, and rare coins. So imagine if someone passes away who owns a small business. The business has promise, but it had a tough time last year because of COVID. The business is deemed to be worth $2.5 million. That's a million and a half in excess of the exemption, which means the heirs essentially have to pay capital gains tax on that $1.5 million above the million-dollar exemption, or roughly $300,000, even though the business is struggling and has limited funds. Some other countries, like Canada, don't have inheritance taxes, but in Canada, there is a deemed disposition on death, and if any capital gains taxes are due, they need to be paid at the time when the terminal tax return is filed for that deceased person. The result has been that often children will inherit a property that's been in the family for decades. The cost of the property was close to zero compared to today's valuation. The new owners now face a hefty tax obligation or risk losing the property. In many cases, the next of kin will need to get a bank loan to pay the taxes in order to hang on to the property. The only other choice is to sell the property and pay the tax on an actual disposition, not just a deemed disposition. In many cases, it's preferable to transfer a property at a predetermined price while the parent is still alive in order to reduce that tax burden. It's too early to say whether the proposed tax law will take effect as written, but it's definitely something to pay attention to. Arranging your affairs to protect yourself and your family from excessive taxation is an important part of asset management. There's no question that governments the world over are going to try and increase tax revenues to help pay for the massive money printing that's taken place over the past year. But in truth, they wouldn't even begin to make a dent in closing that deficit gap. Real estate has gone up so much in price in the past year, a million dollars is just not that much anymore. A victim of inflation or devaluation of the currency. But when you consider that real estate values went up 17% across the entire nation this year, if all those properties were sold tomorrow, the government would want to collect their share of that 17% increase, or about 4% of the real estate increase. Another proposal from Senator Wyden of Oregon aims to tax unrealized gains on an annual basis, even on assets that have not been sold. 
The widened proposal contains two systems of taxation, one on tradable assets and another for non-tradable assets. For tradable assets, the widened proposal would impose a pay-as-you-go tax on unrealized capital gains at the same rate, either 37 to 40% as ordinary income, presumably at the end of each calendar year. For those assets, a second issue is how to properly address the problem of liquidity if taxpayers don't have enough cash on hand. The problem of taxing unrealized gains is even more complex for non-tradable assets, such as real estate and private businesses. They're very difficult to value. In fact, the vast majority of unrealized capital gains occur in real estate and private businesses, according to the Federal Reserve Survey of Consumer Finance. In that past survey in 2016, it showed that $11.5 trillion of unrealized gains in real estate, that includes owner-occupied houses, and $11.5 trillion in businesses. That only compares with $3.1 trillion of unrealized gains in financial assets like stocks and bonds. As you think about that, the year 2021 might be the year that you have to get very strategic about your tax planning. And of course, nothing in today's episode should be construed as tax advice. I'm not a CPA, and I don't play one on a podcast. So get your own professional tax advice from licensed professionals. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. Talk to you again tomorrow.